And we're back, everybody. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I'd like to direct your attention there uh, for a, a reading as we begin the teaching tonight. Um, verse 24, 1 Corinthians 15 says, Then the end will come when he, Jesus, hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. Verse 25 declares, For he, again Jesus, must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy, according to verse 26, uh, to be destroyed, the last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says everything has been put under him, it is clear this does not include God himself who put everything under Christ. But when he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. You know, we're living in an incredible period of time. We're closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus than any other generation. We're closer to the end of this world as we know it and uh, the, the, uh, the enemy of death being put to be destroyed and so forth. We're, we're so close to uh, Jesus handing the keys of the kingdom to God after he's destroyed all dominion, all authority, all power. And God rules, Jesus will reign, and the good news is we will reign with him. We will forevermore be with the Lord Jesus, those of us who have trusted in his blood for our salvation. Now, there's, an, there's this interesting fellow who appears on the scene as we talk about uh, the end of days, we talk about the last days of man's uh, history here on this planet, and we know him as the Antichrist. There are actually 25 titles in the Bible for this guy. He's called the man of perdition, and he's called many other things, but uh, more than just a spirit, there is a man who will be anti, or in the place of, Jesus Christ. He will demand the worship of the entire world. He will direct everything to himself rather than to God. And uh, so he's a man full of Satan. He's a man who is evil. And if you take Hitler and Stalin and Mao Zedong, if you take uh, Idi Amin, if you take all these, these dictators who have, who have killed and who have slaughtered people through all the ages, if you take them all together, uh, they're not as evil as this one man will be. He wants to gain control of this world. He wants to bring all mankind under his domination. But as I read a moment ago, you heard me reading in 1 Corinthians 15, what's going to happen is Jesus Christ is going to hand over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. So we know then that the, the end result of this Antichrist, this man who's opposed to Christ, the man who tries to take the place of Christ, we know that his end result is, is, is total destruction. His, his end result is to be cast into the lake of fire with Satan himself. And that's not going to be a good ending for him, but it's a good ending for us. And so if you read the end of the book, my friend, you, you can take courage and you can be encouraged that uh, Jesus Christ wins, he rules, he reigns. You and I who are with him, we're going to come out on top. And, and so there's no need to fear, there's no need to dread, there's no need to wring your hands and pull your hair and say, oh, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? It's going to look dark, it's going to look bad before it gets better, okay? Uh, but the good news is, during the Antichrist reign on this earth, those of us who are born again will be, spend, will be spending that time in heaven with the Lord Jesus. That's the good news. We read in 1 Corinthians 
uh, excuse me, 1 Thessalonians, uh, chapter, uh, the, the passage that says this, it says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. We shall be forever with the Lord. Listen to those words, will you? That's where we spend our eternity is with the Lord Jesus as he has created this planet, as he's created this uh, solar system. You know, when I was just a boy in school, we studied that there were nine planets, you know, and, and, and the world as we knew it only expanded, or the universe as we knew it expanded out to Pluto, and that's about all we knew. And then as I grew into young adulthood and young manhood, I began to realize, oh my, we've found and discovered so much more. We've discovered that uh, our little solar system is part of a galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy, and, and it, expand, it expands so far. And then now that we've got the Hubble telescope in the sky, we've got all these wonderful ways to, to view what's out there in space, and come to find out our little uh, galaxy is merely one of hundreds of billions of galaxies that God has devised and developed and, and caused to come into existence. Can you imagine that? Each of these galaxies having perhaps uh, hundreds of, of millions of stars. Each of the stars maybe has its own planets, its own solar system that circle it, as does our star, the sun, that we circle around in this universe that we know of. So it's just incredible when you think of the vastness of space the, the vastness of God's uh, creation, when he said, let there be light. I'm telling you, light began to develop at the speed of, of light, and, uh, and, and it continues to develop, it continues. And the more we can study, the more sophisticated our technology, and the more we create uh, these telescopes and these incredible ways to view space and what's out there, the more we learn, the more we discover what we don't know. We don't know how big this thing is. It's incredibly vast. Now, let me pose a question to you. Could it be that when the Lord raptures his people and he comes back at the second coming and he destroys all of his enemies and he hands the, key, the kingdom to his father, as I read to you a moment ago, and then we rule with him uh, for a thousand years of peace and then he, 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 he destroys this planet by fire uh, the planet, the, the, the atmosphere around it, it's, it's, it's destroyed and he starts anew with a new heavens and a new earth. In that time of new creation, could it be that many of us will be ruling and reigning, not, not so much on this earth, not so much around this earth, but could it be that we'll be on other planets? Could it be we'll be in other galaxies? Could it be that we will be ruling and reigning and uh, partaking in the joys and the beauty and the creation of our God. I'm telling you, friend, heaven's not going to be a boring place. It's not going to be a place where you sit on a cloud and strum a little harp as a cupid. Heaven is going to be this place of, of incredible beauty. Imagine, if you will, uh, the, the, the band of colors that we can see. We see them in a rainbow. Whenever light uh, comes and, and, and uh, comes to water, you know, maybe like a drop of water or a spray of water, and the water acts as a prism. And it, and it actually uh, takes that light beam and it splits it up and it divides it. And then you can, see, you can see these colors. You can see seven colors in the rainbow. 
incredibly beautiful. That's the creation of God. No man can do that. That's, that's God's work. And so when you consider how beautiful those colors are, and yet that's all the colors my eye can see, I'm told that our eyes are capable of seeing tens of thousands of colors. And our brains are capable of, 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 of producing those colors in our, in our thinking, in our thoughts. And so, and so in heaven, we will not be limited by sin and by corruption. We'll not be limited uh, in the, by the way we're limited now. We will have all of our mental faculties, all of the abilities of our bodies, all of our minds, our spirits. We will be created and ready. We'll be in the image of God himself. We will be created the way God intentionally uh, intended for mankind to be created. When Adam and Eve walked the planet, this is what they experienced. And you and I will see beautiful colors. If you love music, I'm telling you, heaven is a musical place. All of the wonderful melodies that we know of and the different styles of music and genres of music that we enjoy on this planet, it's just a little tiny sliver of what God's preparing for us who, who love him and who await his coming. One of these days when he comes and, and he, re, he takes us back to be with the Father, we're going to see all this wonderful things, experience all this beauty and all this grandeur. But before that happens, this earth is going to come to a cataclysmic end. There's going to be an apocalyptic event. There's going to be a number of events. The Bible teaches us about them in the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, Isaiah, and throughout some of the other prophets we read of, uh, of these things that are to come upon the earth. But it's not a time of fear. It's not a time of dread. It's a time of joy. Lift up your head. Your redemption draws nigh. So we study then about this, this fellow, this man uh, known as the Antichrist. Uh, I, I told you a moment ago, it's more than just a spirit. It's actually going to be a man. For instance, there is a spirit of Antichrist that is at work in the earth today. The apostle John spoke of it. And he said 2,000 years ago, even at the time he was alive, he said this spirit is in the earth today. It's, it's working, this spirit against Christ, this evil demonic uh, uh, spirit that is an antichrist. It's, a, it's opposition to Christ. And it's been at work, this spirit has. However, there will also be a man that will ep epitomize that spirit. He will be the most evil, as I mentioned a moment ago, Hitler and Stalin and all these horrible men who have slaughtered and killed people. Uh, none of them are as evil as this man who is to come. He is the epitome of evil. And he wants to gain control of the world. He wants to bring all mankind under his domination. That's his goal. That's his, that's his objective is to rule the earth, to rule every man, every creature, every boy and girl on the planet under his rule. He will come from the European Union and he will take leadership over three nations. Now, this could possibly happen before the rapture. This could happen while we're on the, on, on, still on the planet. So be on the lookout, okay, from a man from the European Union who takes leadership over three nations. He will, uh, he will impose what's called the mark of the beast. Now, I don't believe that the mark will be um, fully imposed on the planet until after the rapture. And I'll tell you why. At the moment of the rapture, there will be, who knows, approximately 2 billion true believers of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about people who go to church. I'm not talking about who, people who, uh, you know, they put on the, the front and you think they're Christians. I'm talking about genuine uh, born-again believers. 
there could be 2 billion on the planet. In other words, that would mean uh, one-fourth of the population of the earth will disappear in an instant of time. One out of every four people will disappear in an instant of time. So, so just think of the ramifications of all of that. The stock market will collapse, undoubtedly. Uh, men and women will panic. Uh, there will be such a, a, such a spirit of fear that will overcome people and dread and, and worry and panic and, and anxiety. There are going to be people who will be jumping off bridges, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be an incredibly evil time as the church, the salt of the earth, Jesus called us, uh, salt has been preserving the earth. We've been preserving this, this society. We're what's keeping the society from totally corrupting. You look around you, you can see how evil it is even now. And when the Holy Spirit is taken and when the church is taken, what's this planet going to look like? What's society going to look like at that moment, at that time? How's it going to develop? How's it going to continue? How's it going to go on? The nations shall be devastated. And uh, so... There, there needs to be a man. There needs to be somebody step up and, and take over. I read a quote several years ago uh, of, of one of the leaders of the United Nations, and he said something like this. He said, we're at a place where we need a man to lead us as the nations of the world. He said, be he God or be he a devil. Give us such a man and we will follow him. And I thought when I read that, oh my, how prophetic is that? Because there's going to come a man, all right, and he's going to be of the devil and the nations are going to bow down to him. They're going to follow him. They're going to submit to him. He's going to step up as this world leader. He's going to be the guy who has all the answers. And he's going to come into a treaty with Israel. And uh, Israel will be in a treaty with the nations around. If you look now at what's, what's happened in this last uh, three or four years under, under President Trump's administration, uh, the nation of Israel has signed peace treaties with various nations around them. I can't believe it. I, I looked up at Passover time, just recently Passover occurred, and there was a Passover celebration in the United Arab Emirates. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I know they've been, Jews there have been doing those sorts of things, but they've had to hide. They've had to uh, worship in secret because United Arab Emirates is a Muslim-controlled uh, group of nations. But yet, now they're open to to. Passover celebrations, and they're open to establishing embassies and having uh, uh, agricultural and economic ties with Israel and political and di diplomatic ties from Israel to all these nations around them. Well, uh, that's going to increase. That's going to intensify. When the Antichrist steps on the scene after the rapture of the church, the Antichrist, one of the first things he's going to do is have Israel enter into this, this pact, this... this uh, treaty with all the nations around her. And then she will disarm. Not totally, but she'll just relax. Israel will, will relax its defenses. For years now, for, for the last 80 years, Israel has had to be on guard because there have been so many attacks from the outside. So many of these Arab nations and Muslims have tried to, to defeat the, the Jews. They've tried to annihilate the Jews, and yet the Jews continue to prosper. They continue to be blessed because God's hand is upon them as his people. And so here comes this, this leader, this world leader, whom we know of as the Antichrist. He will be a man, of, uh, a man of charisma. He will be a statesman. He will be a man who has all the answers. He'll say, yes, I realize the world is in a mess, and I realize there are a lot of people missing, 
But no need to fear, no need to worry. I'm here, world leaders are still in place, religious leaders are still here, and if that, you know, if these people had been true Christians, would this religious leader still be here? Would that religious leader still be here? And so he will say to, to the world, he'll have an answer. He'll say they've either been taken by aliens that, that came thousands of years ago, planted seeds of mankind, and now they've come back to harvest and, and they've taken them with them, which sounds pretty uh, much like a fantasy to you and I, but yet there are going to be people who believe a delusion. You see, when the church is gone, the preserving factor holding together the planet, holding together society, people are going to believe a lie. They're going to just listen to anything and believe it as the truth. They will be deceived. I believe the Holy Spirit will be lifted as well. There will be, I don't know how this is going to work. There's going to have to be some remnant of the Holy Spirit so that men can be convicted and come to Christ during this period of time known as the Great Tribulation. But I do believe the Holy Spirit would be lifted out of the earth when, when, the, uh, when the church goes. And so he that has been holding back, the scripture says, he that has been restricting will restrict no more. And so now you've got this lawlessness that is ruling the planet. Just total evil and corruption and, 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 and rape and pillage and looting and killing and murder and mayhem. It's going to be unbelievable after the rapture. Friend, listen, you don't want to be here for that. You don't want to miss the rapture, have to go through the tribulation period. It's, it's not worth it. It's not what you want to do. You want to get right with God now. You want to take steps to prepare your spirit man now. You want to know that you're born again now so that you can make it. You can go to be with your family and other believers and, and be in the presence of God and, and, and meet Jesus in the air at the moment of the rapture. You don't want to miss it for the world. And so anyway, this, this man's going to establish leadership. He's going he's to set himself up. He's even going to go so far as to, as to build an image, a, a statue of himself and place it in the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. The third temple will be rebuilt. There will be worship taking place in that temple uh, before the rapture and before uh, the, or, or immediately after the rapture. I'm not real clear on all the timing there. But we do know that the temple will be established because the Antichrist will come into the temple. He will stop all worship to God. He will demand worship to himself and the image of the beast that he will create, this statue. And somehow Satan will give the statue supernatural power and the statue will be able to speak as a man would speak. And so it will. these, these signs and wonders will convince the world that this is the right way to go and that this man is the one to worship and so forth. It's going to be a dark time. It's going to be very confusing, very uh, time of, of great delusion and, and uh, deception and evil. And uh, you think you can navigate your way through the tribulation, my friend? You don't want to do that. You think you can go without taking the mark of the beast and, and, and have the, the threat of your, having your head cut off or going to prison or something like that? You don't want to miss the rapture. I, Trust me when I say that, okay? You want to be ready. You want to go with believers to be with Jesus. All right, so what I'm going to do is next, next week when we premiere this video, Wednesday night, 6.30, next week, I'm going to be getting into more of uh, this end-time teaching. We'll be talking about uh, the treaty with Israel and how they disarm and they say peace and safety and what happens then? What, what happens? What happens when uh, the Antichrist gathers the nations against Israel? 
What happens? What's going to be going on? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that a little bit more next week. So that's going to be a part two of this message. You don't want to miss it. Contact somebody. Let them know. Send this video to someone that you love, someone that needs to hear about Jesus Christ. Send it to them. And then encourage them to watch next week with you as well. Share it with somebody, okay? All right, so let me wrap this thing up by offering to pray for you and pray with you. Some of you watching uh, this video are thinking, my goodness, that, that's, that's scary to me. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And maybe it makes you uncomfortable. Well, the Bible says that we're to comfort one another with these words, with talking about the coming of Christ and so forth. We're to, we're to bring comfort. If it doesn't bring comfort to you, then it could be that you're not right with God. It could be that you are lost and, and dead in your sins and trespasses. And friend, if that's the case, then, then you have no eternal life within you. You're going to die physically and you're also going to die spiritually and you're going to spend eternity separated from God. You need to be born again. You need to accept Christ Jesus into your life. You need to make him the Lord of your life. I can help you with that. I can, I can lead you in a simple prayer that God will hear. And if it's sincere and you mean it from your heart, the Lord Jesus can, can come and be your Savior. And he can cleanse you with the blood that he shed at Calvary's cross. You say, preacher, how does that work? That's 2,000 years ago. That blood is dried up and it's gone. I mean, how do, you, how do we, how does that blood apply to me? Well, I don't understand it all, but it's a supernatural thing. And Jesus died for you and that blood he shed is still cleansing men's hearts today. It's still working today. And let him do that in your life. Would you just pray this prayer with me right now? Say this out loud. Say, dear God, I believe in Jesus, your son. I'm thankful that he died for my sins on the cross and that you raised him from the dead on the third day. I now confess him as my Lord and I take all of the salvation you have for me. And when I receive, I will become your child. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me in your family. It's in his name, the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer with me, I want you to know supernatural things are happening in your life. God is working. You feel that? You sense that in your spirit? It's not an emotional thing, even, not even a psychological thing. It's deeper than that. It's your spirit connecting with God's spirit. He's making you new. Old things are passing away. All things are becoming new in your life. Amen. So contact us. Would you do that? Let me know that you prayed with me. Get back with me there at the comments on the video, either YouTube or, or Facebook, wherever you're watching this. Let us know that you prayed with me. Contact me. I've got a book I'd love to send to you. Love to stay in touch with you. And I hope you'll be watching next week as we get into part two of this study on the Antichrist and the end times. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for being with me.